Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, the forecast calls for Mario. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as I am always joined, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how's it going? It's going great. Um, I like that it's been kind of like, well, first of all, I know we used to have a, a weather report on this show, but that's not what I'm doing. But you talking about- this is not uh, the weather report. Yes, but you talking about the forecast made me think uh, it's obviously been sunnier more recently in L.A., um, it's getting in like, obviously. It's getting in like the <laughs> seventy degrees, and yet I am mm-hmm. still perpetually always cold. It is troubling how like uh, I will. Mm. I, I feel very much like a cat where like uh, I will have the windows open. I'll be letting the sun soak, and yet I'm still like, ooh, how many more layers can I add? So that way I like just create this oven of heat that I eventually no, re- no, like Mark, remove myself <laughs> from, so I can retain the heat. It just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm cold blooded, like a lizard. Like, I just, like, constantly have to be sunning. Well, so, yeah, and this is what I, this is what, what I, what I was going to say is that, like, maybe you should not be putting on all these layers. You should be sitting in the sun, letting the sun go directly to your skin <laughs> so you can absorb the warmth and heat and then put on the layers. Keep that heat trapped. Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't really, I have no, like, rebuttal for it. I guess other yeah. than, like, um... I feel like in order to, I would have to pull up my blinds, which means the people in the building across the street, if they were looking over, they would just see this like mm-hmm. really like brightly pale body like laying well, in the Well, this will sun. help that too. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Again, I have no rebuttal. Mark, don't be, ash- don't be ashamed of your body. <laughs> um, speaking of shame for one's body, my copy of Sonic Forces for the Nintendo Switch, would you like to borrow it? I don't know what I'm implying with that. Is that uh, that Sonic has an embarrassing body? I don't know. Whatever it is, I didn't like it. Um, No one has an embarrassing body. We all have bodies. It's fine. Um, If you'd like to borrow my copy of Sonic Forces, all you got to do is email us at nintendocartridgesociety at at gmail.com and give us a mailing address so I can send it to you. Um, You may end up by uh, just a, a, a matter of goosery uh, you may end up getting a copy of Untitled Goose Game to also play and then return. Uh, there's no predicting when the goose goes out and when the hedgehog goes out. It's just uh, something we all have to live with. Um, there's some un- uncertainty in our lives, and that's uh, representative of that uncertainty. And of course, Patrick, you are right that uh, this show is very po- body positive, except, of course, for the Sonic character Tails, who is an unlovable monster. That's right. Uh, I I don't know if we've articulated this clearly enough on previous episodes, but every time uh, we say we utter Tails' name, we are holding back vomit. Uh, We do not care for Tails, and we will not expand on uh, what it is about him that we do not like. But we do not like uh, Tails. Miles Prowler. We don't like him. 
that's a NCS uh, policy right there. Um, Mark, we are coming up on April, uh, which means that we are going to be doing a Kid Icarus month. Um, hopefully, people can play along with us uh, and pick up the Kid Icarus games um, and uh, play through them uh, as, as, as we do. Um, on April 8th, we will be talking about the original Kid Icarus. Um, I, the best way to play this game and the way that I'm going to uh, for the purposes of this show uh, is the 3D Classics version on the um, Nintendo 3DS, but it is also available on your Nintendo Switch online, which you probably already pay for, so it's a freezy, easy one to do. Um, on uh, f- uh, April 15th, we are going to be playing Kid Icarus of Myth and Monsters, Myths and Monsters, uh, on the Game Boy, which is also available on the uh, 3DS um, Virtual Console. And on April 22nd, we'll be closing out Kid Icarus Month with uh, Kid Icarus Uprising on the 3DS. Mark, are you excited about this? I am excited. I Other than like briefly messing around with the first Kid Icarus game, when it's been available on like the NES Classic Edition and the NES Switch Online, I have not really played any of these games. And so I'm super interested, like, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's fun that we have used these themed months to kind of, like, dive into games that we're not familiar with. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, the yeah, the, and this is a good, like, corner of the Nintendo universe that, like, is sort of there, but sort of isn't. Like, it's this weird ephemera. I'm, I'm excited to, like, really dig into it and all the weirdness, especially in those first two games. Um, like the, by the third one, it's, it's still very weird, but like, it feels more like a regular video game. Do you know what I mean? Oh, interesting. Or at least like a modern I mean, I don't video really, game. Cause I, I, yeah, I've, I've never played it. So this is going to be so fun. I'm very excited. Um, but Mark, that is not, that is, that starts two weeks from now. Um, what we are doing right now is that we are going to be, uh, predicting slash hoping our way into the future of the Mario franchise. Let's get into the main topic. So this whole, I don't know, six, six months. When when did we start celebrating Mario's thirty fifth anniversary? Oh man, I, the uh, the direct was in August, right? I think that's right, August or September. So it's it's been about half a year that we've been celebrating Mario's thirty fifth anniversary, and as all anniversary celebrations tend to do. Um, we spent a lot of time looking back into Mario's past, which, you know, uh, appropriate. What else can you do, really? <laughs> um, you can only talk about the things that have already been. Um, but, you know, there will be another 35 years of Mario, at least, right? Like, th- this character has uh, He'll bury embedded us. himself. Yeah, he will bury us. Mario will outlive us all. He will spit on our tombstones. <laughs> And frankly, we'll just be honored that he attended our funerals at all. So, um, But so we thought we would take a, a little time here at the end of the 35th anniversary celebration, uh, which, as you know, um, ends uh, ne- next week on, on, on the 31st um, with some of the special Mario stuff coming off the um, uh, Nintendo eShop, or the Switch eShop. Um, uh, and we, we would spend some time talking about what we think the future of Mario is going to be. Um, and specifically what like the next, or at least this is how I approach this was what I think the next like Mario platformer game either could, could be, or will be. Yeah, I did the same. Cause I mean, it's been little, it's been a little over three years now since we got Odyssey and, um, you know, no 
new Mario game in sight so far. Right. And uh, yeah, so it kind of gets the wheels turning. Like, what are they working on? What are they cooking up over there? Yeah. So uh, yeah, what what are they cooking up over there? Um, and I I don't know about you, Mark, but I found both. Uh, so we, we, we each came up with a couple of things that we hoped for and a couple of just like predictions. Um, and in some cases, like some of my predictions are things that I want to see, um, but also they're just kind of like things that feel n- not inevitable. I don't feel like anything in Mario is inevitable, um, which is where I was leading initially with this, is that I find this to be incredibly difficult because I don't know what I want from Mario until they give it to me. Yeah. Oh, totally. A hundred percent. Like, some of the ones that like, I have in my yeah. hopes are completely, like, if you had asked me before Odyssey, they would not have even, like, crossed my mind. Absolutely. Well, I was, I was talking about this with, uh, with Sarah earlier today, and I was like, you realize that before, like, Mario Galaxy, you never would have thought that, like, Mario needs to go into space. <laughs> and, like, Mario's a good place for, like, mind-bending gravity puzzles. Like, that's the kind of stuff that, like, you would never... But now it's like, yes, absolutely. Mario has adventures in space with the queen of stars, you know, like uh, it, they, and, and as soon as they introduce that stuff to you, you're like, yes, this is now a fundamental part of what makes Mario Mario. And I think Odyssey does the same thing too, right? Where like, you're dressing up Mario in different costumes. What other game do you dress up Mario in little dumb little costumes? Uh, he visits all these like kingdoms with like cute little people in them. And that's not like a Mar- like it, it's all so they're so good at introducing new fundamental pillars to Mario that uh, the future of the series seems lacking without those elements in it. Totally. And um, trying to predict, like trying to think like what the next Mario could be is a fool's errand because Mario can be anything. And that's kind of like the secret anything. sauce of like Mario and of Zelda is that when you think like of us, I mean, we kind of experienced this last week when we were talking about like entry points for 3D, the 3D Mario series. It's like, well, each yeah. one is kind of really its own unique thing. And so none of them, all of them are great games on their own, but none I would say points as like the uh, epitome of what of Mario platforming because they're all so different and they introduce like they're introducing new stuff all the time. And so like my uh, non galaxy brain can only think of like, I am so like, it is very reflexive where it's like, okay, this is what I've seen in the past. So this is what I would like to see carried forward. I, you know, it's hard for me to wrap my mind around what might be coming next. Yeah, absolutely. And with, with that preamble, let's try to do it anyway. (laughs) Mark, where would you like to start? Would you like to start with hopes or predictions? Uh, I mean, what, I, what seems like more fun to you? Well, I, not necessarily more fun, but I'm going to say predictions. And that's because uh, pre, at the beginning of this year, when we did like predictions for Nintendo's 2021, I made the prediction that at the end of this year, we would see the reveal for a direct sequel to Super Mario Odyssey. where we would, So it would be like Super Mario Great. Odyssey 2 like we saw with um, uh, Ga- Super Mario Galaxy and then shortly followed up by Super Mario Galaxy 2. So I'd like to start with predictions because I want to because re- I want to retract my previous prediction. I oh. now do not believe that we're going to see a sequel to Super Mario Odyssey. I think that whatever this game is, it is going to be uh, a discreet new Mario experience that uh, maybe mm-hmm. takes elements from Super Mario Odyssey, like the format or whatever but is going to be like its own unique game, not like directly tied to Super Mario Odyssey. 
Yeah, I think the uh, the the fact that we got a Super Mario Galaxy two once upon a time is a, a, just an absolute uh, anomaly of a thing, right? Like, uh, we had never seen anything like that before. We will never see anything like that again. It's that's just that that's just it. That's that's the one time Nintendo did it. I kind of think that um, if we were going to see an Odyssey two, it would have come faster. Like, because I because yeah. I feel like what happened or it seems like the presentation of Galaxy 2 was couched in the terms of like, we had so many ideas coming out of Galaxy that we were like, we just had to put them into a new game. And so I feel like that's what birthed Super Mario Galaxy 2. And if we were going to get an Odyssey 2 where they were like, we had so many ideas for other kingdoms that didn't make it into the game, that it would have followed faster. Is At least that's my thinking for why at this point we're just going to get a completely new game. Uh, that, that is a good prediction. Uh, I am going to counter it with my most dour prediction, uh, on, on this list. Uh, and it is that, uh, nothing, we will not see another (laughs) Mario platformer on the switch, which I think is kind of likely. I mean, we, we haven't seen a new 2d Mario, right? But we have seen, uh, an awful lot of Mario games ported and, uh, Mario Odyssey and like, that sort of fits the brief for Mario games on a, for like mainline Mario games on a piece of Nintendo hardware. Like that's it. I think it's totally possible. Uh, for sure. I mean, again, other than the outlier of galaxy one per generation is kind of what you get. Same with, um, uh, you know, like smash brothers, same with like Mario Kart. I'm not really expecting like a Mario Kart nine, but it is interesting that we're getting a Splatoon 3 so quickly. Yeah, that's and true. And the, the reason why I think maybe we might, it is possible that we'll get another Mario platformer on the Switch is because Nintendo keeps talking about um, the Switch being in maybe like the middle of its lifespan. And yeah, sure. I think Odyssey did extremely, like obviously it sold a ton of copies but it it doesn't seem to have the same sort of like evergreen legs that like the first breath of the wild does and um some of like the other franchises like splatoon or mario kart 8 for sure um yeah. which just like continue to like month after month like uh chart and so that's what makes me think that okay we're maybe like halfway through the switch's life another big mario game would be a way to like it, it to me like i could see it happening um, that, that, that's very, that's interesting and, and possibly ties into, uh, one of my other predictions, if I can do two, two in a row, totally be so bold. Um, and this is one that I've, uh, trotted out in some one form or another, uh, on previous episodes, previous episodes of this show, but either a new super Mario all-stars, like a, a collection of the super Mario of the new super Mario brothers games that aren't uh new super Mario brothers, you, um, or just new super mario brothers switch like just a new game in the new super mario brothers u engine i totally think yeah uh, that's a great point when i was thinking of these i thought of like the more like 3d platformers in the style of odyssey but you're i i think you're 100 percent right that probably the next new mario game we're going to get is more of like a uh, 2d side scrolling probably multiplayer probably called new super mario brothers uh type game that makes complete sense Switch, to me yeah. yeah 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 and i would be i'd be really happy about that i would be interested to see what the 
gimmick for lack of a better term is although i guess like super mario brothers u didn't really have much of a gimmick it was kind of a refinement of uh the wii yeah. game i mean yeah I, I, it did it did have the gimmick in on on the wii u in the form of the fifth player that had the uh the touchpad and could like add platforms um oh i keep forgetting about that yeah i mean it's it's a weird function that like lifts so cleanly out of the game that like it's sort of like oh i guess you didn't need or even want that because it's not built into the level design at all um but yeah i mean it would be nice to see like a new gimmick right or like a new idea behind it um i think one of the things that you and i were both impressed by in new super mario brothers 2 was that it felt like new and novel and fun to you know collect as many coins as you could and like really get into these like coin bonanza situations where you're collecting like hundreds of coins at a time and it's just you know funny um to to be hearing that sound effect so many times in a row um yeah and so like you know what what that would be for a new game on the switch who knows yeah i I would i also think it'd be interesting if they were to do like a 2d style game to and actually this would be confusing potentially but you know how in um I don't know that we'll ever see like a direct sequel to 3D World, but you know how in Mario Maker 2 they had like the 3D World style like yeah. 2D side scrolling? Like I think it would be <laughs> yeah. interesting to basically potentially blow that out into a full game and take some of the ideas like the catsuit Mario and like all that kind of stuff and put it into that more traditional just linear side scrolling. Yeah, and that that would make sense too. Man, I forgot about Super Mario Maker 2. It's amazing how many Mario platforming games have already been on Switch, right? 3D World plus uh, Bowser's Fury, Odyssey, the Mario All-Star, 3D All-Stars, New Super Mario Brothers U, and Super Mario Maker. There are so many (laughs) on this system. Yeah, and they're all like kind of like... uh feeling like a different niche you know like they're not yeah. they're not really repeating themselves which is in which is impressive considering yeah they're basically pumping out a new mario game every year yeah or more more than that i mean not not new new obviously a lot of them are uh carried forward from immediately the the wii u or uh the previous generation but yeah um so, mark yeah, other predictions yeah so my next prediction is that we're not going to see, again, like following this idea that it's not going to be a direct sequel to Super Mario Odyssey, I think we are saying mm-hmm. goodbye to Cappy. I don't think um, Cappy I will think so be too. a prominent part of whatever the next game is. But I do think there will be a new mechanic that augments Mario's moveset. Because at this point, I think like that is kind of part of the Mario formula. And Odyssey yep. kind of had two. Like it had the hat, it had Cappy itself, but then it had the capture mechanic that also comes from Cappy. But, you know, like, um, you had Flood in Super Mario Sunshine. You had the gravity mechanic in um, Galaxy and Galaxy 2. And so I, so I think we're going to see something else. I don't really have a good guess as to what that's going to be. Again, that's part of, like, right. my feeble brain that, is not able to specif- project. Well, yeah. That's the specificity that's impossible, <laughs> right? Like, But what if I did? You, what if I was, like... It's all. It's like going to be like uh, a Mario game that's like Water World, and Mario's going to have gills and he can swim really fast. 
And then it happened. I'm, I'm glad you took a swing. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. The, the, the second part was really important. That like, yes, I can make the jump projection easily. But the second part where it actually comes true would be miraculous. It's just like, because, you know, no one, no one was going to guess, oh, yeah, Mario gets a water-powered jetpack that talks to him. <laughs> or, or Mario's hat is alive and can possess his enemies. <laughs> like, you know, that's, it's, just not, uh, it's just not something that you can, you can predict. Like, again, I don't know that I want something from Mario until Nintendo shows me yeah, Mario totally. doing it. And then, and then I, I, I want it. Yeah, you, you are 100% uh, correct. What, whatever they're going to do, like, we're, we're not going to go back to just, like, a Mario running around Super Mario 64 style. Um, it, there, there needs to be some other element that is, like, a permanent part of um, changing Mario's moveset or expanding it in some way. Ha- has to be. Yeah, and it's always, like, with some sort of, uh, I mean, obviously fun is a big part of why they make any of these changes. But I always just think, like, going back to uh, Sunshine, when they introduced Flood, and Flood was kind of a response to people's experiences with Super Mario 64, where, like, oh, giving um, players a little bit more control, like, a little bit, an ability to make corrections on the fly. And so it just makes me think, like, okay, like, coming out of Odyssey, what did they learn, or what are they... Like, what are they taking away from people's experience with Odyssey that'll inform whatever the next Mario game is? Yeah. I mean, it, it is tough. And we'll, I'll, I will say this again when we're talking about our hopes for the next Mario game. Um, but a lot of my hopes uh, sort of end up pointing towards Odyssey. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> 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 like, I, I think that game is just so well constructed on just like a, a, a base level that um, uh, it is pretty close to being my ideal, you know, form of of a mario i know i in i i agree like in a lot of ways it is and so i wonder if because how do you follow that up with like another 3d like platformer in that vein yeah and so so as much as i said i don't think we're gonna get another 3d world and i don't really think we're going to um but i do wonder if the next big mario game that isn't like just a new super mario brothers style will be something different because it gives them like breathing room between you know like odyssey and then whatever that follow-up has to be so instead of being like and we're making a game that's structured like odyssey or like feels like odyssey but isn't a sequel to odyssey it's like no mario's doing this like this different thing for this game yeah i mean that's that's really tricky too though because it's like what hasn't mario done lately yeah right like we just rattled off like all those games that came out on switch which means it's all those games that came out in the last three and a half years, right? Um, so, like, yeah, it's a it, Mar- every kind of Mario has been released on the Switch recently. Um, so, like, whatever they're gonna do, it's got to be like a swing away from all of it. Yeah, all of it. Like, we may get a, a Super Mario 3D World two at some point, you know, with a different name. Um, but like. It'll it'll be a couple of years down the road. Like it's it's just not going to be right now. Um, Mark, I have one more prediction, uh, and it is that uh, look, we've played too many music videos in Mario games in the last couple of years for me to think that this is something that they are going to abandon in the future. I will point you to Jump Up Superstar, the uh, festival 
um, uh, sequence in Mario Odyssey to the uh, break free sequence as you are escaping Honeymoon Ridge uh, at the end of at the end of uh, the moon section of Odyssey, uh, and of course the Fury Bowser um, like transition and fight uh, when you turn yourself into uh, Giga Cat Mario and fight the God Killer Bowser. Um, there is some heavy metal guitar and like some like chanting and like rock and roll like screaming under it. Um, I I think uh, the Mario team has gotten so good at building these uh, moments that are based in music and like video game challenges in like discrete little bite sized chunks. Um, and you know you, we see those like those the the bite size uh, like gameplay in like Mario 35 and Super Mario Maker in uh, you know the uh, NES remix um, like they they they've got it so like you know we're gonna see something else like that something based in music and in gameplay and in having a spectacular music video experience in the world of Super Mario Brothers. Patrick, I couldn't agree with you more. That is my third prediction as well. Is that we're going to? Con- I I called them because I, I struggled with the term as well. I I called them showcase moments for lack of a better term. But I yeah great so, yeah. So the way I catch it was like, oh, we're going to see continued exploration of these showcase moments because um initially I I, I was like batting around the term or like with without being able to articulate it well. It was like cinematic was what came to mind. But it's this like mm. it's I because I think what is so unique and special about these things is like it's not that they take away they're not taking away like your agency like you're still like actively participating but it feels like more than just a regular mario level where you like the music is in the background um you hit the end the music stops like it's uh um it is a melding of these like musical moments like these and it feels special with like the platforming that you're doing. It's just like really unique. I, the closest thing I can think of is in what uh, retro did with tropical freeze, Donkey Kong country, tropical freeze, the way that those levels are structured, like the music changes and everything like um, modulates depending on like where you are. It's more like a theme park ride. Those levels are like theme park rides. And yeah. that's kind of like the experience that you're getting from in Super Mario Odyssey. I haven't played Bowser's Fury yet, but from what you're describing, like it's a very similar kind of like moment where you're like, whoa, this is, it's, it was like mind blowing. The ending, uh, I mean, I guess spoilers if you haven't played it, but the ending of Super Mario Odyssey, like um, when you capture uh, Bowser <laughs> using his hat and then you're like punching yep. and you're going through and all that's great. And then, like, this, like, Avril Lavigne-esque, like, song kicks in. It is so unexpected. Yeah. Like, that was truly, truly magical. Because you're, it, it was just, like, this amazing, amazing, like, combination of all of these uh, sensory, like, experiences. Like, it was, that is what I want to see more of. Like, it was so special. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there, there's nothing, there's nothing quite, like, you know, punching your way out of a collapsing moon, right? To to like a rock tune. It just that that's so fun and so cool. And like it makes me wish that they had someone uh with a vision like uh you know Mizuguchi, the 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 guy behind like Tetris Effect and Luminous, um, to like really build um a sort of, you know, uh Mario musical experience that uh, you know, like like you mentioned in Tropical Freeze, sort of like 
the music builds as as you play through it and like you can see like the diegetic some of the music is happening diegetically like there are those uh, owls blowing into horns and like those horns are part of the music uh, and so like you can wait till you hear that note played and you know that that horn played it um yeah all, all of that uh is this is this is one of those predictions that like I just genuinely want. I know as well. You know, <laughs> like man, if it's just like a series of like cool Mario music videos, I can tune into. Like, yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, we might as well roll into my first hope, which is straight up that I want. I would love more original songs, and you know, like I love Mario music, but um, Super Mario Odyssey, uh, Jump Up Superstar, and the Escape song at the end, like both of those were so unexpected and now i'm just like craving more of that from nintendo i remember when jump up superstar was first played at e3 2017 before when we were getting our first like deeper look at what odyssey was and it was so unexpected like never in a million years it's just so weird and like the music video where mario's like dancing with a bunch of like real life humans is just oh, yeah, I forgot so about that bonkers and but that's exactly what i want like when we're talking about like uh nintendo's ability to surprise us and keep making like new discoveries with mario it's like i never knew i wanted these like musical numbers in mario and now i will be so disappointed if the next one doesn't have moments like this yeah 100 and like the it gives them such an awesome opportunity to uh you know write these songs have these uh recordings of like awesome songs in there while also celebrating um you know what mario has sonically been in the past right like one of the things that we uh really geeked out about um in jump up superstar back when it came out and i'll reiterate it now because that was four years ago um is that uh the the bridge of jump up superstar when the vocals are going like odyssey yes see odyssey yes see um, the bass line is uh, doing the um, 25cc or 25 meter, 25mm, whatever it is. The uh, Donkey Kong uh, music that... That's awesome. It's so cool. Well, and, <laughs> and like they could do that with, with anything, with any Mario music. Well, and tonight I went back and listened to the Escape song because um, uh, just to like remind myself of it. And there are, like, samples or uh, pieces of other Mario music that, like, I can't immediately place and say, oh, this is from, like, this level or this theme or whatever. But you just know that it's Mario music and it's, like, yeah. intertwined with it. It's it's just awesome. It's just so, so good. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's, so that's, that's part one of our wants that uh, is just exactly what we see in Super Mario Odyssey. I love it. <laughs> Even though most of our predictions um, are that we're gonna get nothing, something nothing at all, like Odyssey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we should just go back and play Odyssey. Uh, okay, so for, first thing, I uh, but before I get into my my first hope, uh, I posed this question to Sarah, and her first answer, without thinking, it was an animal response, top of her brain. She said, "Cat suits." So <laughs> for Sarah, you just need the the cat bell power up, and the, like the that's gonna be a good Mario game for her. I don't disagree. The cat suit is phenomenal. It's so fun. Um, it increases Mario's mobility, you know, in kind of the same way that you were talking about um, before. Um, uh, and, like, gives him the extra attack power, and you can climb walls and stuff. It's just so good. It's so interesting, like, the fine line between the, um, or whatever it is, that tipping point where the power-ups become something that are, like, memorable, and you're like, yes, I need this, 
versus the power-ups that they introduce in your like whatever like the like uh squirrel suits from um yeah the new super mario series where you're like it's fine or like the the embiggening uh mushroom where you're like it's yeah. it's fine like but it doesn't like stick with you in the same way that you know like the the cat suit obviously like sticks with everybody yeah um well and so my my first hope is uh sort of connected to that as well um is that i hope that the next game figures out its relationship or like it is more intentional about um lives mm. and power-ups um so again odyssey and bowser's fury are both good about the first one they don't have lives there's no life counter when you die you just lose some coins and get kicked back to where you were last and that's pretty good i feel like i want a little bit more consequences but nothing like a game over like even if it's just keeping track of the number of times you die or something um but yeah no, no more lives it's it's crazy to play super mario 3d world uh, and you're like, well, I can run out of lives? Like, what? what is this? What are we doing? Um, especially because uh, you just go into World 1-2 and line up the, the turtle shell and do some turtle tipping, get a thousand lives, and then hopefully you never run out of them. But then it's like, why is the life counter there in the first place? It's so antiquated and we just don't need it anymore. And the second thing is uh, if figure, up your, figure out your relationship to power-ups. Um, because I don't think the tried and true mario system of uh be big get hit become small uh or be big get a power up uh get hit lose the power up i don't think that's a satisfying i don't think that's satisfying anymore i think if you need a power up to get through an area you should just be able to turn that power up on and you can take three hits and then you're dead like i think that's how it should and you keep the power up that 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 whole time um, if I get a cat suit, I want to be able to access that cat suit at any time. If I get a boomerang uh, suit, I want to be able to access that boomerang suit at any time. It's not fun to get hit, lose the power up, and then backtrack until you find that power up again. Like that, we we don't. That is the thing we don't need anymore. Yeah, that's interesting. I had never really thought about that, just because I considered that kind of like progression of power ups to just be part of Mario. Right. But you're like, I offhand, I agree with you where I think it still makes sense for like the 2D course based levels, but the the 3D levels, like the an open world like Odyssey, like I, I agree that it's definitely not fun to have to like backtrack and to have an almost like Mega Man esque system where it's just like, no, you've unlocked yeah. this and now it is available to you and how you deploy it is up to you is interesting. And I would love to see how that affected like the development of the game like the level development and like the design and everything to accommodate for a change like that yeah and could even make things you know a little bit more challenging like that any any one hit is not going to then make it so you you know simply can't progress you know on like whatever secret path so bowser's fury sort of gets close to doing this um, in that you can store up to five of any of the any of the power ups that you can deploy at any time, right? Uh, since you're not, it's not like uh, the new Super Mario Brothers games where you have to use it before going into a level, or you know Mario uh, Three obviously uh, also did that. Um, so like it ends up being a functionally infinite, right? Because like you have five power ups, you're going to encounter another one before you uh, use all five of them to like start to refill it. Um, so 
But I don't know why it's not just like a yeah, turn on the turn on the uh, the Tanuki suit. Of course. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, I haven't played Bowser's here yet, so I didn't realize that was the system. I do. I agree. To me, that seems like a good like middle ground almost, where you're not mm-hmm. getting rid of the system entirely. But I do think it's a great idea for them to just like figure out like yeah like what is i guess how you put it just like our relationship with the power up structure yeah do you need the cat suit in order to do this part of the level i shouldn't be able to lose it while i'm attempting to do the the level right like it yeah it it doesn't make any sense yeah so my next my hope for uh the next mario game is I would love to see a fun new group of sub-villains in the vein of the Koopalings or the Brutals. Um, I really like when they introduce these villains, like these like uh, side characters. And I feel like they have yeah. better luck with villains than they do with um, like heroes. And I mean that in the sense that like uh, I'm playing through 3D World right now and you're... Yeah. Um, saving these pixies or little like fairy things or whatever they're sprixies but go on (laughs) yeah sprixies i don't like the sprixies don't want to see them ever again don't need the sprixies in my mario i don't like them in this game i don't like uh so i wow i don't (laughs) i can't i I don't know if i can stand for this and so i i just i just don't i just don't think we need like more things for mario to save Although I guess it makes sense in this context because you're playing as like other characters that could potentially be in peril. But um, yeah, just uh, give me more of these Koopalings. Give me more of these Brutals. I thought the Brutals were great. Uh, I would love to see, I would play as the Brutals in some weird like download only side game. You know, the, uh, I know it came out before Super Mario Odyssey did. You know that um, mm-hmm. uh, like game we always, t- we talk about occasionally I can never remember what it's called, but it's the one where like the robots are butt 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 stomping on the ground. Yeah, Flip Wars. Flip Wars. Yeah. yeah, that like downloadable title that Nintendo released early in the Switch's life, just kind of like out of nowhere. And if that had been starring the Brutals from Super Mario Odyssey, oh yeah, I would have one hundred percent like wanted to buy that game. Yeah, I like that. I like that. There's no reason they would be stomping on colored panels, but like, whatever. <laughs> I mean, why were the robots doing it? It doesn't make sense. Uh, that, that, no, it's a it's a very good point. Um, yeah, that's that's interesting. What what is it uh, about like a group of like a new group of villains that is is it just because I mean, because you and I do spend a lot of time uh talking and thinking about the Koopalings for for one thing. Um, well, it's because our but, brains like, are diseased. The, that's true mark that's true but i mean the 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 very first uh ranking episode i or the the first like frivolous ranking episode we ever did was ranking the the koopalings like everything else prior to that was ranking like games in a series um and that was the first time that you and i were like let's just do this let's just have fun we'll talk about the koopalings and it'll be like a goofy good time and it ended up being one of my favorite episodes of this show ever um and i you know it yeah obviously I just want like a little bit of like weirdo personality that's just barely expressed and like lets my imagination like run away with the inner life of some dumb Nintendo villain. Well, and I I think that's exactly why like it works better for villains than for like the protagonists or whatever you want to call it, like the good guys is because you can like the villains are just more fun, right? Look at like a DC comics rogues gallery. Um, those villains are just a lot cooler than a lot of the heroes, and it's because they can be a little crazier, they can be a little zanier, 
you can put a lot more personality into them than into their design, into all that kind of stuff than you are with like these Sprixies. And so um, I think it's just more fun with villains to have like these humorous like villains. And so I absolutely would love to see a new group of these introduced in whatever the next game is. Yeah, you got to be really careful with the Sprixies because if you give them too much of a personality, you may not want to save them, right? <laughs> right, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but, and you know, it's been fun for me. I guess it's been probably like 10 or 15 years at this point where Nintendo has really embraced the Koopalings and they're like incorporated yeah. into a lot of stuff because there was a while after Super Mario Brothers 3 where they didn't really show up that often. And 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 World. Oh, World, and, and, of and course. Super Mario World. Yeah. Where I feel like they didn't show up that often and it was a lot of like Bowser Jr. and then at some point they started being embraced again and uh that's really exciting. Uh that that's a good one and and not not something that I think I ever would have thought of Mark that's that's wonderful. My brain um, is diseased as noted. <laughs> both of both of our brains are diseased. Um so my next hope is uh there, there's, there's a there's a vibe that appears uh sort of on the periphery of uh Mario games um that I want explored again in in a new one. Um and it is the sort of spooky, mysterious but not ghosty. I'm Here's here here's where I'm taking my my inspiration from. Here is the forest of illusion in Super Mario World, um, a place that is like a wooded area where there are a lot of false exits, um, a lot of uh like weird things that don't totally make sense. Uh, and then I'm also pulling from the wooded kingdom in Super Mario Odyssey before you open it up to like the steam gardens part of it, uh, where. You know, there's almost like a little bit of a vibe of like the end of Alice in Wonderland when she's like wandering through uh, and all the weird animals are just different kinds of birds um, where like we lost in a dark forest and anything can change at any time. And uh, I just want that like sort of unpredictable sort of dark disorienting energy to put Mario inside of because I think when you put that like little ball of running jumping energy in an environment like that it makes it's it's such a fun juxtaposition of like slow and dark and plotting and like mario <laughs> one of the uh you know i'm playing through 3d world right now and one of the levels i did not that long ago that really left an impression on me was there's like a ghost level that is on like a shipwreck or like a series of shipwrecks mm -hmm. And it's really yeah. cool. Like for whatever reason, part of it I think was just like the level design where you don't, you can jump on them, but there's like ship masts and that kind of stuff that are just like, yeah. like coming out of the water, really striking angles. And it, I agree with you. I think it is cool when like Mario dabbles in that and like in a different way than in the like ghost house that we normally see. Yes. It's like a little bit stranger and not necessarily like scary, but just that level of like, um, putting mario in this like it, removing him almost from the mushroom kingdom and that sense of like safety and fun and putting him in this mysterious little bit darker little bit uh scarier environment yeah i want mario to get lost in the fog right like i, I want him to have like a a twin peaks what's going on here experience <laughs> like i i just i i i want to i want to take mario to weird places so my final hope is I would like to see the return of Super Mario Brothers 2 style character choice. B 
because where we see character choice in Mario games now is in the multiplayer games. So in New Super Mario Brothers, in um, Super Mario 3D World, you can play as different characters, but they're um, uh, but it's I I feel like it's just not really like the same thing. It's almost intended for, for the multiplayer aspect. Like yes, you can play. Uh, Super Mario World as any of the characters that you want and you know in order to like fully complete the game it wants you to complete it as every character but it feels but that doesn't feel like the same experience to me I'm imagining like if you're playing Super Mario Odyssey and you're out in those environments and then you switch to no now I'm going to be Luigi now I'm going to be Toad now I'm going to be Princess now I'm going to be um, like Yoshi or whatever like having that sort of choice i uh i think would be really cool cuz it's something we have not seen for a really long time yeah i always think about the um i i, I disagree a little bit on uh how the character selection is in uh 3D world like i i i do like to uh, approach different levels as, as different characters in a very super mario brothers 2 kind of way um but i i i do get your point that it is like tied to the multiplayer um, and you almost get the impression that it wouldn't be there if not for multiplayer. Um, but I always think about the uh, DS remake of Mario 64, where there are uh, like three more playable characters, right? Luigi, Yoshi, and Wario. Um, and like just how weird that makes that game that like each of these characters has a different set of moves uh, and, you know, like move predictably so, right? Like, uh, Luigi jumps a little higher. Uh, Yoshi has a flutter kick. Um, you know, Wario is big and lands on stuff heavy. And, you know, like all of the things that you would, that you know about uh, the, these characters. Um, I think that is a, a great one. Absolutely something that I, I want in almost all Mario games going forward. Give me choice of, of player character. Start doing weird ones. Give me Waluigi. Give me Daisy. Like, let's go all out. It would be... Uh... Yeah, it, it I feel like it would be weird. Um I totally forgot about Super Mario or yeah, Mario 64 on the DS. But yeah, that's a great example where I think there is this moment of like, whoa, this is so weird to be playing as like Luigi in this game or like as Yoshi in this game. And I think yeah. like um Mario 64 in my mind is not really like designed for something like that, but I think it really opens right. up the uh I think you could do a lot with level design if you had that in mind, where it's like, okay, and also there's this, like, somebody could play as Toad, and they're going to be able to run through this super fast, or somebody's going to play as Peach, right. and I think it should be Vacation Peach from Odyssey, but that's just me, um, you know, and oh, she's going to be able 100%. <laughs> I think Peach should just be liberated from now on. Yeah, I think, she, and she should get to, at the beginning of every level, choose which vacation outfit she's in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, actually, maybe that's my that's my secret uh, fourth hope for whatever the next Mario 3D platformer is, is that Peach is still, like, living her life. She's still traveling. Still on vacation. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Did we, when we were talking about uh, Mario or uh, Pokemon Snap games the other week, did anyone suggest a Mario Odyssey where you are just taking pictures with the princess as she vacations around the world? No, but that's such a good idea. We're fools, Mark. I can't believe we didn't. Can't believe we didn't land on that before. Oh, actually, do you know what? Uh, before I forget, when you were talking about kind of like those like spookier atmospheres, talking about Odyssey, yeah. I just remembered another really striking part in that game is when you go to that like 
kind of medieval but like hyper realistic the like ruined castle. kingdom yeah, yeah where the where you fight the dragon and that again the is was so interesting to go to because you're like oh it's like this this level of realism and like uh that you don't see in mario games usually it's just like really yeah. striking just for a split second you think you're at the end of a kirby game or something <laughs> Um, Mark, uh, the, but uh, m- multiple characters is is great. Do you have any like deep cut picks for uh, characters you'd want to be able to play as? Mm, I think it'd be nice to bring um, ooh, I uh, Penelope. Is that right? Uh, 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 uh that doesn't. Feel you're talking right. about the 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 mayor, Pauline. Pauline. Uh, oh, Pauline. Yeah, Pauline. Pauline. did it. I think it'd be fun to play as ooh. Pauline. I think Pauline should become like uh, after uh we. After we've recontextualized her in Odyssey, I think Pauline should just become a regular part of the Mario repertoire in the same way that Rosalina has. Yeah, uh, I think that that's that's perfect. I I love that. <laughs> that that is the best answer I think you could have given. I I absolutely love it. Um, so my last thing is multi-part, and I apologize for going down a like you know, uh, an imaginary rabbit hole of like what a Mario game could be or what, what could happen in a Mario game. Um, but it hinges on, uh, Mark, this idea of multiplayer and of, uh, controlling multiple characters. Um, but specifically I want to borrow, I want to take a page from most Mario RPGs, uh, and I want to have Bowser ousted, um, from his command of his Koopa army. Um, by a league of villains comprised of all the other Mario villains. So I'm talking Kamek. I'm talking Fawful. I'm talking Wart. I'm talking Tatanga. I'm talking Wario. I'm talking Smithy from Super Mario or RPG, Legend of the Seven Stars. They're fed up with him for whatever reason. They kick him out of his castle, and Kamek uses his magic to turn him into the thing that he hates most, a Mario-like human. <laughs> so the game becomes mario and like man bowser <laughs> who looks like mario but is still kind of bowsery having to run around the world and like set things right that's fun that would that's super fun um and then you get like in my head i'm imagining this like human bowser to you know uh, be wearing the coveralls and the hat with like a b on it like all that kind of stuff as well yes yes yeah yeah, a- a- absolutely. And you know, his his moveset is you know pretty similar to Mario's, except he does like all the sort of like grappling wrestling things that <laughs> you know Bowser does. Uh and you know, tries to like throw people around. Uh it's just a little bit more like tactile and, and hands-on. And then Mario has just like a little bit more like you know, actual like jumping range. Uh and just you just play with the dynamic of, of those two characters. If he, this could also be one where like you expand it out to the rest of the you know normal Mario playable characters, and then the Bowser Mario has to like recruit uh, other characters to fill those roles. That'd be great, right? Like trying to convince a, a Koopa to put on like a green hat and be his Luigi, or <laughs> you know, do you know what this... <laughs> knocking on Daisy's door? <laughs> do you know what? Do you know what this sounds like? Like uh, pitching this, hmm. I think it'd be super fun as a game. It actually sounds like a really good idea for the animated movie. Because then you yes. can have like yes, you can give Bowser a voice in a way that like makes sense to give Bowser a voice, and you can have that mm-hmm. uh, interaction between the two characters. It's like a road movie, basically, where they uh, learn to be friends. Yeah. Well, and I think 
I like I also just like this idea that all the other Mario villains had like one shot at Mario, right? Like and they all did it in terms in, in the form of like it's do or die, I'm going to take out Mario. Um with the exception of Fawful who's done it a bunch of times because of the Mario and Luigi series. Um but Bowser, he's always screwing around, right? He's always just kidnapping the princess, Mario wins her back, whatever. It happens over and over again. So I wonder if the, the rest of these guys are just like you're giving him too much practice. He's getting in too many reps <laughs> fighting bad guys. We need to take you out. <laughs> so Mario gets soft, and then we can uh, take him down. I've, I love this. And uh, another thing that's so great about it is it would fulfill one of the like lifelong goals of this podcast, an overarching unspoken goal that uh, is always there in the background, even if we don't articulate it weekly, which is Wart would be in another game. Oh my God! Yes, I mean, really, this—that—that's—that's that's the headline of this. Hopes Wart, like that's <laughs> it. We just want to see Wart again. Um, there was a second here where I was like, "Are we uh, treading dangerously close to Bowsette territory?" Um, but I feel I I feel like we might be close, but I feel right. a safe distance from it. That, uh, yeah. you know, like people can still have their fan art, but it is not, um, but we're still like it's far enough canon. away. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, okay. Those are our hopes and our predictions for whatever the next Mario game is going to be. Mark, when do you think we, well, let's, let's, let's close out with just like some, some sort of like realistic Mario talk, right? Um, obviously we are closing the door on the 35th anniversary of, of Super Mario Brothers. Um, I think it's reasonable to think that we're not going to hear any Mario news for a while. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, think, yeah, I just have a hard time believing with what we don't know about the rest of Nintendo's 2021. And, yeah. um, you know, I feel like really the only thing we have announced for 2022 is Splatoon 3. And that was like a huge surprise that... I'm imagining when we'll really hear about the next Mario game is probably like uh, this time next year. Yeah. I mean, I, I think probably after Breath of the Wild 2. Yeah. You know, Com like, yeah, it, totally. And any, any earlier seems too early. I also think it is uh, likely that we end up getting the aforementioned Mario Kart 9 or whatever that is before another new Mario game. Like, I think there are so many other avenues uh like mario adjacent that they have not uh like cashed in on in a new way uh on on switch i mean obviously uh mario kart 8 deluxe is the best-selling game on the system so you know whoa what do i actually know probably nothing um but like a new mario kart game would also sell great a warioware game would be great um you know i i think there's so much or a wario land game could also be great um there are so many other places they can and probably should go i think before we get a new mario game yeah and uh yeah oh another reason to think it's not happening this year is because 3d world was released yeah i feel like we've like checked the box of mario game for the year um but yeah i don't know i i think you're right that when you said that a 2d mario is probably next and so when we'll get like the next 3d adventure it is possible that it may not be on switch yeah 
it's it's, it's wild to think about uh, what'll come after the switch. But that, Mark, I believe, is a different podcast. Let's close this out. All right, that is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts if you have not already. Um, If you like the episode, you can share it on Facebook or Twitter or wherever you share stuff. Uh, We appreciate it when you do any of that. Sharing the episode, talking to someone about the the show, uh, the rating, the reviewing, um, all of it. Uh, Oh, I guess uh, it is no longer subscribing. You should now follow us that right am i getting the language right mark i think it, if uh yeah yeah you should follow us and if apple podcast hasn't changed to say it yet it will in the, like a few weeks <laughs> do whatever you can do so you make sure that uh you don't miss out on any of ep- episodes of this show we do two a week um <laughs> you can follow us on twitter i'm at patrick underscore ellers mark is at mke mitchell and the show is at nin cart society there's also a facebook page which is just nintendo cartridge society Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by 8-Bit Betty. You can get more of his music by going to 8bitbetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying, bring back Wart! And saying thank you for listening. Rachel, do you like Disney movies? Yeah. yeah. Have you seen all of them? Yeah, we saw all the Disney animated movies. And we saw all the Pixar animated movies, too. How about the DCOMs? What? The Disney Channel original movies. You should listen to our podcast, Inside the Disney Vault, because we are watching all of them in chronological order. Yeah, and we do fun segments, like we cast each other. That's right, and my favorite segment, Zaddy Watch, where we rank every single DCOM daddy. Ooh, you can listen to all this fun stuff on our podcast, Inside the Disney Vault on Campfire Media, wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, guys, let's get back in the vault. It's cold out here. Campfire.